Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson, belly up to my bar. Let's chat. It is Tuesday. Usually what we do here on the Locked On NFL podcast on Tuesdays is power ranks. And this is something we've done before. Some of you suggested it via Twitter. I am at Williamson NFL. I also urge you to check on the Locked On NFL uh, Twitter handle as well. It publishes all the different feeds from the Locked On Network. But what we're going to do today, something like we said I've done in the past, is just the remaining playoff teams. I went into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different categories, ranked them all from one to eight. And you guys on Twitter can tell me how wrong I am on all these. But the categories I chose are quarterback, running game in general, receivers, and that includes running backs, pass catchers, Offensive line, front seven, defensive backs, special teams, coach slash intangibles. Um, so this is, I'm not adding them all up or anything. I mean, this is obviously more offensive heavy than defensive heavy. That was kind of a accidental byproduct. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't want to do linebackers and defensive line because I don't know that linebackers are as important. I kind of just lumped that into front seven instead of making that three categories on defense. So that's my plan. Um, like I said, we have done this before. So without any further ado, let's go quarterbacks. Tom Brady's number one. That was easy. There's some really, there's four really good quarterbacks established potential hall of fame or three of them are going to hall of fame. And I think Matt Ryan might in time, especially if he wins another one. But number one was easy. You know, I mean, all of none of you can com- complain about that. Uh, the Brady is one. I went with Roethlisberger, two, slightly over Breeze. And I think that's a conversation between the two, um, especially after the way Breeze played this past week. Ryan, to me, was clearly four. That's not a knock on him. I mean, I think he's closer to three than five in this conversation. Um, but then it starts to get a little hairy. You know, five through eight. I went with Mariota five and Keenan or Case Keenum six, but I think that's very flippable. Um, Keenum's a little more established, but I like how Mariota played this past week. I've been a believer, so if you want to give me a hard time by those two, I can understand that. I think they're very different, you know, different cases for both. But I could make a strong point for either one of them to be ranked ahead of the other. And for the, and by the way, for this for this narrative. I'm not talking about backup quarterbacks because the chances of one of these teams' backup quarterbacks seeing the field um, is very slim, you know, with not that many games ahead. If we were ranking quarterback positions for the entire season, that would be different. We're looking at this at a very micro level. Um, And then I took Foles 7, Bortles 8. And a couple weeks ago, I probably would have put Bortles 7, Foles 8. But the way Bortles played this past week, he's 8. I mean, awful. Awful. Running games in general. I got the Saints, one. I got the Steelers, two. I got the Patriots, three. And maybe that's a little generous through some of your guys' eyes. But they run the ball really well. You know, like, their their backs aren't Kamara, Ingram, Bell, you know, Freeman, Coleman, Henry even. They're, maybe they're not as flashy and... But collectively, the Patriots run the ball really well. 
I got the Falcons at four. Although, in a way, I think their their running game should be a little better, if anything. But it's a good running game. I'm a big Derrick Henry fan, as you guys know. I have the Titans, five. But I think there's some discrepancy there. You know, Minnesota at six. Jacksonville at seven. I would think many of you are saying, wow, that's way too low. It may be. But look how they've ran the ball the last month or so. Not well. Fournette's not doing much. He's not breaking off long runs. He's not making space for himself. I'm not seeing the lateral agility. I think there's a rookie wall ankle situation going on with him. And I don't think the blocking's very good. But, of course, people are stacking the line of scrimmage against them. I know that the Jags ran for more yards than any team in the league. But I think they're at a low right now. I'm not evaluating these guys for the whole season. I'm evaluating for where they are now. And come to think of it, maybe Philadelphia should be higher. The Eagles have run the ball well this year. But have they lately with Foles? That's why I had them eight. I mean, these are eight pretty good running games in a whole. So that, that's part of the thing, too. I mean, these are eight playoff teams. These are the, 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 the final eight. Um, being eight doesn't mean you're awful. I mean, you might be, if you're eight on this list, you might be 15th overall out of 32 in the list. So, um, running games, I go New Orleans one, Pittsburgh two, New England three, Atlanta four, Tennessee five, Minnesota six, who runs the ball pretty well too, Jacksonville seven, Philly eight. Receivers, I go Steelers one, Really, without any hesitation. I mean, and Brown will be back, and I think he'll be 100% from what I'm gathering. And you mix in Bell, Juju's come on, Martavis. I think McDonald's pretty good, too. Uh, New England, I have it, too. Cooks, Gronk, it's pretty strong. Their backs catch the ball well. Um, Not to mention Hogan and those guys. I mean, so... New England's pretty darn strong. Gronk is an uncoverable beast. I got Atlanta at three. I like Cooper. I like Sanu, but they're not needle movers. Julio obviously carries a ton of weight in this conversation. And they don't use them enough, but their backs are really good receivers. I'd like to see more of that. Saints at four. And maybe they should even be ahead of Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta has that massive star power. The Steelers have the A-B factor. The top three have that massive star power. A.B., Gronk, Julio, like Hall of Famers, studs. I mean, superstars. And the Saints are great, but Michael Thomas, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about him. I mean, Ted Ginn has a defined role, and that was huge. Michael Thomas is a number one wideout and has come on really, really well and is highly consistent. And why I had them ahead of Minnesota at five is basically Kamara. I mean, who's... The top 10 pass catchers in the playoffs. Kamara's probably one of them, considering his role and how hard it is to defend him. Ingram also catches the ball well. Like I said, I have the Vikings at five. Their pair of receivers, I think, is probably the best. Would you? I mean, for one game, would you rather have A.B. and Juju, or would you rather have Thielen and Diggs? It's close. Or Julio and Sanu? It's close. Um, Rudolph's pretty good. You know, so it's a quality group. Eagles at six. I like Gertz. I like Alshon. I like Aguilar. I don't see superstardom there, but a real quality group. 
Tennessee at seven. Delaney Walker's a really good player. Got a little more out of Decker. Corey Davis is coming on, I guess. I like him long term. Matthews is a quality player, but they need more from their receivers. Jacksonville at eight. Um, with all due respect to Cole and Westbrook and those guys, they've come on nicely, and I think Westbrook has a bright future. Their receiving core doesn't scare you, and Mercedes Lewis brings very little to the table. Um, Fournette doesn't bring a whole ton to the table either in that regard. So, receiving list, I went Pittsburgh, New England, Atlanta, New Orleans, Minnesota, Philly, Tennessee, Jacksonville. All right, let's talk about the big men. Offensive line. Some really good offensive lines in the in the tournament right now. I have the Steelers Steelers at one, narrowly over New Orleans at two, narrowly over Philly at three. Are those the three best offensive lines in the league this year? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, New Orleans lost Pete. Um, uh, Philly lost Peters, but have recovered nicely from that. That was a while ago. Really good line play there. I mean, uh, I think the Steelers are narrowly won. They're great in protection. Good in the run game. Saints are really good in both. Injuries and some shuffling there, I think, hurts them slightly in this conversation. I like how the Eagles run block quite a bit. I really like watching their center, Kelsey, play. Just go out of your way to watch him a little bit when they play the Falcons. I mean, he's undersized, but nobody in the league moves at the center position like Kelsey. I mean, he really is a highly active player who runs like an athlete. He doesn't run well for a big man. He runs well, period. At four, Titans are good. Titans have a good line and played pretty well this past week. Um, starting to control things, especially on the left side in this in that game. Um, maybe a slight step back from a year ago, but they got bookend tackles to build on. Uh, the Patriots are five. I think Shaq Mason's a high-quality player. I think Cannon's a high-quality player. But the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, too. I mean, it's also great coaching, continuity, intelligence, uh, in-sync way of playing. I like Atlanta's line, but I really worry about their guards. I mean, I think Mack is great. I think Matthews is really good. They're really good at right tackle, but the guards are problematic. And we saw Aaron Donald just beating up on those guys. Uh, I got the Vikings at seven. Uh, much improved. You know, we talked about this the offseason a ton. Is Vikes don't need to have the best offensive line in the league, but they had the worst offensive line in the league last year. And getting to respectability to me has been one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough for why the Vikings might win the Super Bowl this year. You know, that uh, that line a year ago utterly derailed the team. I got Jacksonville at eight. I like Linder a lot. Um, I think Robinson has a chance to become a, a above-average starter soon. Um, the right tackle position's all right, but I think they need some help at the guard spots too. I mean, and their line has not played all that well of, of late either, uh, particularly in the run game. So I said we lumped, you know, seven positions in at once. So, you know, if I were to weight all these, uh, this front seven would be really high on the list. It would maybe be second behind quarterback or third behind coach intangibles. So front seven is very important. And I got to say, these are really good front sevens. You know, like these are some of the best front sevens in the league. 
Jacksonville's at one. It's awesome. I mean, there's Nadakwe, Campbell, Jack, Tevin Smith, Darius. You know, that's a loaded, loaded, active, productive group. Really the same with Minnesota. I mean, their ends are awesome. Barr, Kendricks. So, I mean, those are my top two. But, boy, that seems like it's it's rough on Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia's four-man front is awesome and deep and versatile. And Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and nasty. I think their linebackers are quite good. But for the sake of how I did this, maybe that hurt them a little compared to Jacksonville, Minnesota. Um, I got Atlanta at four. Kind of with the arrow pointing up, too. You know, the, the, really, same with their secondary when we get to that. Deion Jones becoming a stud. Pat McKinley's been a nice boost. Poe brings something to the table they didn't have. Garrett's a real upfield handful to deal with. Beasley's coming on a little bit more active, you know, really speed-oriented front seven for Atlanta at four. Steelers I have at five. Major inside linebacker problems. Um, outside linebackers have not given enough as pass rushers, although I think Watt's going to be a really good player. But the, they're here because I think their defensive line, their 300-pounders are excellent. You know, the Hargrave, Tewitt, Hayward. I mean, that, that's a real handful. Uh, and I think the Jacksonville front's going to have a hard time with them. Tennessee at six. It's a good group. Led by Casey, but they have some edge pass rush. They have some running hit guys on the second level. There's a little bit of depth there in the defensive line. Uh, New Orleans at seven. Cam Jordan is a superstar. Rankins, I like what I'm seeing. But they could use a second pass rusher. Linebackers have been better than probably people tend to realize. that They've been stable and a high-quality group. I really think the weakness of the Patriots is their front seven. I don't see much in the way of difference makers there. And to me, they were pretty easily eight. So I go front seven ranks, Jacksonville, Vikings, Eagles, and they might be the best three in the league. Atlanta at four, Steelers at five, Tennessee at six, New Orleans at seven, New England at eight. All right, we have three more categories. Defensive backs, special teams, coaches slash intangibles. Defensive backs, once again, go to Jacksonville. So Jacksonville, there's only two defensive categories, front seven and defensive backs. Jacksonville came in first in both. Jalen Ramsey, Bouye, I mean, not to mention Church and Gibson. I mean, slot corners are good players. Number two, I went with New England. Love McCourty. Chung, Gilmore, Butler. I mean, I, I thought this would be one of the best secondaries in the league when the season started. It really struggled. It's really firmed up in a big way. They can play man. They can play zone. They're versatile. They throw a lot at you. They'll play big nickel. Uh, Patriots have a very good secondary. Is it better than Minnesota's, though? Uh, I'm making that switch right now. Minnesota, I'm going two. New England, I'm going three. As much as I like Harrison, Rodney Smith's better. I mean, Rodney Smith's probably the best safety in the league. Xavier Rhodes is on Ramsey's level. And the rest of those guys are awfully good, too. So, yeah, I regret that. So, I'm going Jacksonville 1, Vikings 2, New England 3. 
Atlanta 4. Again, arrow pointing up. Trufant's a stud. I like Neal. They got their ball. They got their hands on a lot of passes this past week. This group's starting to really mesh at the right time. Again, active speed. I'm impressed with how Atlanta secondary is playing right now. Saints are at five. I like their safeties, and I love Lattimore. Young group, arrow pointing up for sure. I think Lattimore's not far away from being in the conversation for being the best corner in the league. Eagles at six. I expected their corner situation to be a bigger problem than it has been. Um, they're coming along there. And oh, by the way, they have Sidney Jones waiting in the wings. I mean, it might not take you know take form until next year, but he has a chance to be a number one corner. People thought he was better than Lattimore coming out. You know, that he was the best corner in the draft if it wasn't for injuries. Let's keep that in the back of your cranium there. And I really like the Eagles safeties. Titans I have at seven. I really like Byard. I mean, I don't think it's a fluke that he's taking the ball away like he has. Cyprian's a niche player, but it's, you know, the near-the-box safety guy, downhill thumper. Um, I think their corners are pretty good. I, I think Logan Ryan's been real good and a real nice addition for them. I think Adoree Jackson has a bright future. Um, couldn't move him up any higher, but uh, I think Tennessee's secondary is pretty decent. And I got the Steelers at eight. Um, I think the Steelers have three, maybe even four corners and Sutton who's starting to come on that are quality players that a lot of teams would kill to have four guys that are, you know, put out there and they're fine. Safeties have not played well, highly inconsistent. And the key here is just Steelers allow a lot of big plays every week. You know, it's either a blown coverage or getting beat on a double move or um, it, it's just consistently happened. So you got to blame the Steelers there. Special teams. Uh, I cheat on special teams. Any of you that follow me know this is how I handle special teams ranks. I go to Football Outsiders. I check their DV DVOA, and I trust them <laughs> because I think they're a really good organization, and they do the dirty work for me on special teams breakdowns. So instead of ranking them 1 to 8, really all I did was cut and paste them from their rankings when, when Week 17 ended so these rankings are all 1 to 32. Um, by the way, the Ravens were number one in their ranks, which is never surprising. The Ravens and New England are always at the top, and New England's two. So, but I only mention that because the Ravens, I think, don't quote me, but I think has had the best special teams DVOA that Football Outsiders has ever given out, or something like that. Something like how the Ravens special teams were historically awesome this year. And they're always great. Um, so for the sake of these eight teams, New England is two, which really means they're one out of the eight, but they're two out of 32. Steelers are three out of 32. That kind of shocked me. And it might've come in late as they have not allowed a big play and Juju had a kickoff return. Um, and those two kind of stand alone. I mean, and then from amongst the playoff teams, there's a gap here. New Orleans ended the season ninth. And then there's another gap where the rest of the teams are all middling, right in the middle there. You know, Tennessee was 15, Jacksonville was 17, Atlanta 18, Minnesota 19, Philly 21. So for all those teams, you know, I don't think that there's huge problems. I think that's pretty much all you need to know there, that there's not massive concerns on special teams. But they also aren't strong. I mean, New England... At two against Tennessee at 15 has an advantage this week. 
The Steelers at three versus Jacksonville at 17 have an advantage this week. Um, less so, Minnesota 19 versus New Orleans at nine. So uh, I, I like those. I like the, the, the football outsiders rankings on those. So to sum it up, in the order of playoff teams, they go New England, Pittsburgh, a little bit of a gap, New Orleans, a little bit of a gap, and then all these teams are pretty much the same, but Tennessee, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Minnesota, Philly. Coach intangibles. Some of this is the been there, done it factor. Some of it is just head coach in general. Clearly the Patriots are one and they're off the charts here. You know, yeah, enough said, dude. I went with the Steelers at two and a lot of big game experience. Been there, done it. Home field, Tomlin knows what he's doing. I went with Atlanta at three, who seems to be catching fire at the right time. They were obviously in the Super Bowl last year. Really impressed with the business-like manner that they took care of the Rams. Uh, had obviously a great run to get to the Super Bowl. Much like last year, I think that their team, particularly the defense, is peaking late in the year. I think that's a compliment to the head coach as well. New Orleans at four. Um, Breeze, I mean, Peyton, those guys have a ring. Um, I don't know if they will ever get back to, maybe they could, if they win and Atlanta wins, you know, they could host a game. And not that I put home field advantage into a huge account for this, but would be a tough place to play. Um, Minnesota was at five, and I, I maybe this is cheating a little bit. I only put New Orleans ahead of Minnesota because Peyton's won one. But I think Minnesota's in a really good place in terms of intangibles, and maybe they should be higher. Maybe they should be two, considering that they may play three home games. <laughs> you know, there's a pretty good chance that they never leave town again. And I think Zimmer's a really good coach, and I think their defense is really well coached. So maybe I'm being a little hard on the Vikes. Uh, Philadelphia at six. I don't know if he's a great head coach or not, but uh, they've won a lot of games this year. And uh, I think that it's a pretty stable organization overall, that's for sure. Uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee were at the bottom for me. I put Jacksonville at seven, Tennessee at eight. Not a lot of big game experience. Not a lot of strong coaching pedigree necessarily. I've been critical of the Tennessee staff and how they've played on offense. Um, although I was impressed with this past week. So, uh, that's where we're at. I guess that's a wrap. Well, instead of wrapping it up, I'll just run by each team and tell you all their finishes. Uh, Pittsburgh, 2-2-1-1-5-8-2-2. Two, two, one, one, two, two. Jacksonville, 8-7-8-8-1-1-4-1-1. Eight, seven, eight, eight. One, one, seven. Tennessee, 5-5-7-4-6-7. Five, five, Seven, five, eight. New England, one, three, two, five, eight, three, one, one. Philly, seven, eight, six, three, three, five, eight, six. Atlanta, pretty much middle of the road for Atlanta. Atlanta's a very consistent team. Four, four, three, six, four, four. Five, three. Minnesota. Six, six, five, seven. Two, two. Six, five. New Orleans. Three, one, four, two, seven, five, four, four. There you have it. Um, you guys asked for this. And it's always fun. I like doing it every year. 
and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.